Well Talking Church. Excited for this episode with one of my best friends here at oh, River Valley on. in ministry. He is our city campus pastor, Anthony Cox. We're excited to be chatting with you. And yeah. uh, many are listening, maybe in their car or whatever, but some are maybe watching. And you are wearing boots right now that could probably fit <laughs> yeah, two of your children way. in them. <laughs> You need to hold it up to Not the camera four, for, the, for those that are, wow. This is what you do. This is Winter what you in Minnesota. Do. Oh, my goodness. So if you're listening, make sure to check out uh, YouTube or Instagram to see those boots. But It was um, a Christmas gift. Yeah. Were they really? Yeah. Amazing. It, yeah. We just we just got a bunch of snow. And I mean, what, what's new? It's winter in Minnesota. But um, can you tell us a little bit about what your job is? Um, and then I'm going to – I want to talk about – our city campus and sure. just talk about what that is and you transition from our Apple Valley to our city campus uh, and we'll dive in, but pumped to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Excited to be on it, man. It's awesome. Yeah. I've had the, I've had the honor and privilege being on staff for a little over seven years now. And it's funny, uh, Appreciate you saying that we're close friends, best friends. I remember are we you not? picked me. No, we are. Oh, okay. You picked my wife and I up from the airport. I did. When we were interviewing to work at this church, which is awesome. It's awesome to think about. And so I was a youth pastor. Um, and for the last year and a half, um, have had the privilege of serving as a campus pastor at City Campus, which is downtown Minneapolis. And it's been amazing. It is the environment for sure, that that makes myself, my wife, my family come alive, and we love being there. We love being in the heart of the city, love what God's doing through our church, and just being a part of it in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when uh, you were, were transitioning into that role and when we were having conversations about it, I just remember the theme was Anthony and Hannah, they love the city. They sure. love the city and always just knew, even when you were at Apple Valley Campus, posting about being in the city, <laughs> spending time yeah, there. Yeah. So it was, just, it was obvious to, to everyone that you were going to be the next campus pastor there. And we've had some mm. great teams over over the years, but you stepping into that role, ironically, you're from North Dakota. Right. No, <laughs> which, for real. Which is funny to me, but talk about why <laughs> Why do you love yeah, yeah. church in an urban environment? It's, it's, you know, there's, we really have seven campuses that would be more suburban and then we sure. have one that's a little bit more rural, but still a part of a, a decent-sized community, and then city campus, which is very yep. different. And we're going to kind of talk about what those similarities are. But wh why do you love being from North Dakota? Why do you love yeah, the yeah. city so much? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, man, I was going to be a farmer, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is interesting, though, like you said, because growing up in North Dakota, obviously— not in those environments for you're like a Hallmark movie, man. And uh, yeah, the guy, it's either the guy that moves to the city or leaves the city, yeah, yeah, goes to the country. But man, I just growing up in North Dakota, I did love the urban environment, and I think a lot of it had to do with moments that I was in the city, spending time in Minneapolis for sure. Um, when you live in North Dakota and it's kind of the middle of nowhere, it's like Minneapolis is a place that you visit frequently, vacation to, those types of things. But I was fortunate to grow up in a church that also would send teams um, every single summer to uh, downtown Chicago, did different outreach, stuff like that. And so actually, um, through my teen years, that's where that passion started to be stirred. And then um, really a big part of it too was at the point that I knew ministry was what I was going to do with my life, um, full-time ministry in the church, um, 
I made the choice to come to North Central. And it was those four years living downtown Minneapolis that I, f- I fell in love with and grew in love with the city. Um, my wife, it's really cool. My wife grew up in Northeast Minneapolis. And so from the time she was a, a little girl, was literally hanging out and walking around the neighborhoods that that we we now live there, but that many of the people from the campus live in. And so her her passion for the Twin Cities and for Minneapolis started as he, at a young age. My journey was was a little bit, like I said, through teen, teen years having that exposure, but then living there for four years of my life. And when you're in college, obviously it's a super formational time. And I remember even being in my dorm room dreaming of like, I would love to do ministry in this context. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's amazing how, how God's made it happen for sure. Totally. The, we talked about titling this episode, like the suburban church, yeah, yeah. obviously river Valley, as I mentioned, we have seven campuses that are more suburban. And I, th- I mean, that's where we started in, in the suburban community didn't necessarily start in the inner city or downtown. I think right. there's maybe even some misconceptions about urban ministry. Um, but, I think a lot of times when people think of uh, ministry downtown, they think of something like, oh, it's the Dream Center, right. or um, we partner with some amazing organizations in Minneapolis, and they think, well, it, you're, you're going to be predominantly ministering to you know lower-income people. And again, I'm, I'm sharing these these broad brush statements, not yeah. because I think they're true, but because what maybe no, is, is the perception of what yeah. ur- urban church looks like. For sure. Uh, you don't see a lot of strong successful like churches like ours in urban environments. Yep. And uh, I I wish that wasn't the case. And maybe there's more that we're unaware of. Hopefully even through this podcast, there's people that reach out that maybe get in touch yeah, with be you awesome. that are like, hey, I do a church in an urban environment. But one that is, you know, we're a Pentecostal church. Um, we are have campuses, multi, you know, multi-site, satellite, yeah, yeah. video venue. It, it's, it's much more conducive to being in a suburban community. Yet we've done it downtown for... Is it eight years now, or yeah, coming yeah, up, yeah, on, coming up on that, and so it's it's amazing to see. Talk about the transition from Apple Valley Campus, which for those who are maybe unaware, that's our broadcast campus. It's yep. where the church was founded. It's our largest campus. Going from there, being on staff, being a youth pastor there, to then moving downtown, doing ministry downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but kind of as we're talking about with a model that is. Absolutely, we are partnering alongside of so many amazing ministries that are helping feed, that are helping, you know, support the homeless community, that are helping support so many different areas. But also knowing that there are a lot of young professionals in the area, yep. there are a lot of people who are empty nesters that are moving downtown. So talk about that that difference. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's it's super cool that you bring up even the youth perspective. Um, being at the Apple Valley campus, doing youth ministry. And even before being there, um, being in youth ministry, obviously you're ministering to a demographic that is in a very formative stage of life. It's like, what am I? What am I going to do after high school? Those types of things. And it's interesting because there are parallels to you know, uh, you, you know this and alluded to it, but in the context that we're doing church downtown, there's a large group of young professionals, college students. Um, that that's not the entirety of the people that are part of the church young families. Um, but even in that, it's very much a similar sense of like people more established, but still asking the question, like, what is the, what's the biggest purpose of my life? And, um, you know, I think one of the things that is often overlooked when we're talking about 
doing ministry in different areas, whether it is suburban, like you said, whether it's urban, rural, even for that matter, there, there of course are things that apply specifically to those contexts. But, um, but I'm grateful to be a part of a church where we have a lot of the foundational things that are in the right place. And so there's some things that we've just found are true in any environment. Um, and of course there's changes that had to be made, um, and contextual things, um, but I just want to encourage someone that's like, man, you know, I have this, I have this vision, mission. How's this going to work in this environment? And this is a church that believes in the simplicity of people finding Jesus, teaching the Word of God, helping people be discipled. And I think if we hold on to that and then say, you know, of course we got to have a love for this community, but but these are the things that matter the most. We're going to chase these things you'll find that for sure the method might be a little different, um, but people respond to the message and the gospel the same way uh, Mm -hmm. in in those different environments. So one of the things I love about being downtown, again, this is a church where we have a a goal and a vision to send out 500 missionaries from from this church, from this house. Um, I get to lead a church and a campus where there's so many people that are already asking the question, do I need to spend my whole life here, or can I do what I'm doing business-wise, whatever you know, whatever their career is, wherever it currently sits? Can I do this somewhere else around the world? That's one of the biggest goals we have is to help help have people have that light bulb moment of like, man, maybe God could use what He's called me to do and gifted me in, and even what I'm passionate about, some in some other area of the world, and also share the gospel. And so it's it's really cool because again, whether that's young professionals, students even young families for that matter that are like, we're here in the city because we love it. Um, it, it's, it's getting, you know, getting to be a part of opening people's eyes to like, Hey, you could be on mission here. Um, and you can help build this church or you could do what you're doing around the world. And we've seen people take that step and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is I, I think there's, I think there could be a misconception that sometimes in the city versus a suburban setting that people don't desire community as much relationship as much, and this, at the expense of this sounding like the age-old man, ministry lives and dies on relationship, that is absolutely the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to, in a downtown setting that's for sure can be fast, chaotic at times, whatever, unpredictable, we're trying to create a sense of community the same way that we do at our other campuses. And it's interesting because, as you said, maybe meeting in different spaces, different times of the week than other locations— but the same value of we want the people of God to come together and for people that are on the outside or checking out church to say, man, this is something I can really belong and be a part of. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome in that way to see that, yes, we got to adapt, but, but, but just believing there's these things biblically speaking, and even in how we build church that are just true across the board. Yeah. And I have the privilege of, being a part of the campus. And so yeah. even a lot of questions I'm oh, asking. Oh, we love having you yeah, there. Yeah, my wife and I are there. Every weekend we're around, obviously some weekends we're on the road with the network and visiting other churches and doing ministry there. But when we're when we're in town, almost every weekend, we're at the city campus. Yeah. And so it's our home campus. We know so many people there. I mean, it really is our, our, our home church. Um, and with that, there are, there are strengths, there are you know, weaknesses, there uh-huh, are for sure. really, it's like a SWOT analysis, right? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Yeah, I kind of yeah. want to talk about some of those. Um, I think I've been a part of it for the 
the better part of the eight years, um, most of that. And obviously you've been right. campus pastor here more recently, but you were on staff kind of seeing it from afar. Yep. Um, one thing I noticed at the beginning was we had a lot of people that were either college students or driving in from the surrounding areas. And I think we also had people that were a part of the church that were in Minneapolis. But as you know, there's a difference between attending occasionally and serving. Yep. And I think one thing I, I saw was a lot of the people serving were actually just suburban people or college students that are not really urban people right. that were a part of the campus. And it grew and it was awesome. But what started happening is as the momentum grew, people started coming and attending and checking it yeah, out. Yeah. But now to see this, again, through multiple different campus pastors, uh, you know, Pastor Kirk started it and we've had, you know, different campus pastors, but now having you here to say, it almost feels like in some ways, if you are one of the people who drives in, which my wife and I moved and now we drive in a little bit for, yeah, yeah. further than we used to, um, it almost feels like, oh, that there's less of those people. And so I don't know if you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, we, I don't know what it is, but but we went from feeling like, oh man, this campus, we're in an urban environment. It's not super diverse. It's more suburban to now feeling like most of the people would totally identify with being downtown, um, still have the college students, still have some of the commuters, yep. but also have all these different nations and immigrants and people. Can you talk about maybe even the sure. change you saw from afar and maybe an encouragement to others that is stay committed to your community. Maybe you don't see what you were hoping to see yeah, right away, uh, come on, but can you talk it. about some of that change from what you saw being at a campus and now joining it in a little bit of a different spot? Yeah, it's such a, yeah, it's such a good thought. Um, such a good question. You know, when you think about the changes that any, any community or city goes through for sure, as you said, seeing over the years, um, the cha a change in the church community, but also the city itself. And it's, you know, it's no secret that uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, as, as the twin cities over the last few years, there's been crazy things that have happened. There's been a lot of change, but also there's been an enormous amount of growth, you know? And I think that um, really before I get into speaking directly to what you're saying, one of the things that surprised my wife and I coming in um, that is so simple but but is powerful is just letting people know, hey, we have this love and belief in this place. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you can a city can go through some things, and it's like it can start to have a certain reputation, certain feeling, perspective from the outside. But there's so many people, as you said, that still live in that environment and call it home and love it. And one of the things again that that we didn't realize was going to be so pivotal in like continuing to inspire and lead the campus forward was just simply saying, we love these cities. We believe God is is far from done. And uh, we say this as a church, but that for sure the best is yet to come. And I think saying that brought freedom to some people who were only hearing from the outside, like people don't want to be in Minneapolis, people don't want to be in St. Paul. And by the way, this is true for anybody who's listening to this, that maybe they're like, well, my community hasn't gone through something crazy, wasn't wasn't on the news everywhere. It doesn't really matter. Like the point remains of like, I think one of our main jobs is in leading and pastoring is like, we got to share, we have this love for this place, you know, people, mm -hmm. and not just that people would hear it, but they see that, they sense it. So that, that's been huge. Um, but, we, but we have seen like current trends are that... Um, more that there's so many different demographics of people that live in the city. So as you said, 
an increase in young families. Part of that, uh, you know, Pastor Logan jokes that the campus has grown in young in young families and kids because I have four kids that mm-hmm. are all under the age of six, which is wild. Um, so that is literally part of the growth. Yeah. But um, it has also then opened the door for there's all these people in the city raising family and kids. Um, you know, it's again, it's a misconception that families don't exist in this environment. Um, and we're actually seeing those trends continue to increase. You talked about retired people. So it's interesting in the area where our church is now having a permanent home downtown in an area called the North Loop, there's an enormous amount of retired couples, individuals, and that's been an incredible strength added to our campus where they're coming in, having a desire to say, we want to pour into younger people. We want to be a part of a church that's growing, thriving, and and we want to be able to speak in and give wisdom. And we're like, wow, that's awesome because we've been praying for that in this environment. You know, you talked about being there at the beginning when it felt like it was largely young people. And that's a prayer that people like you prayed years ago, like Lord mature the, the campus in this way. So that's been amazing. God's done that, and also the Lord uses those societal trends in the same way. Like I said, families, There's there's been so many buildings going up in our neighborhood. And it's interesting, I was talking to one of the developers, and he was sharing like, yeah, he's like, the, the top couple floors of this building, he's like, this was so unforeseen, but we sold out of all of our three-bedroom units immediately. Hmm. And we we had trouble selling all of the, the one-bedrooms or studios. And he's like, We've never seen this in this environment before. He's like, they were all purchased by families that have a desire to live downtown. Hmm. And so again, it's like, I think sometimes we can think people don't want to exist here, be here. That's just not the truth. And so we're trying to look at, you know, how is God bringing all these people together? Who's really in our community? You talked about about diversity and, and our campus being one that represents the nations, which is a beautiful thing and incredible strength. I think at one time, not to not to mess up the stat, but I think there was uh, there is on and off or consist semi consistently over forty countries represented yeah. at City Campus, which yeah. is insane. Mm-hmm. And um, now even having small groups that are in other languages, um, it's just been incredible. Um, but again, that's that's just part of saying, okay, Lord, what are you doing in our community? What yeah. are you doing in our world? And it's a, this beautiful thing of we're a church that wants to send people around the world, but also, God, you're bringing people to this city and this environment. Mm-hmm. And as people come together, then more people get to see, no matter what their background is, like, oh, this is what the church is supposed to look like. And so yeah. it's really cool. Again, it, it's been a product of, of prayers prayed over time, but I think also just having an awareness as a leader to say, Lord, help me to really see who's in my community, mm-hmm. and um, and we want to look like that. You yeah. know, um, one of the things that I love that you always say is we're not going to try. It's kind of like it can it can be fruitless to try and look a certain way that your community is not. Mm-hmm. But but then on the flip side, it's like and and you've shared this like, but we got to represent who our community is. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do, and yeah, it's and, been awesome. And I think that. You also have to ask yourself, who is God asking me to reach? Yeah, for in, sure. I mean, Minneapolis so is over four hundred thousand in the the you know actual city limits of Minneapolis. You have St. Paul though, that's around three hundred thousand yep. that, that that borders it, but and the metro is like three point four million or something. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big city, but the the actual city limits of Minneapolis. There's, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. Even even yep. in our neighborhood where our church is, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 
probably 10, 20,000 people that right. live in that neighborhood. You know, Within a couple of blocks. With, that could easily yeah. walk, it's even insane. in the cold, even in the winter. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you expand out of that from the other neighborhoods right around. Um, what, what's unique is you, I, I think there's a pressure that maybe people have because it's such an, you know, a population dense environment yep. to feel like, oh, I need to minister to everyone in this city. And although we're open, our doors are open to anybody, Right, it's, we're naturally going to lean towards people who have a heart for missions, yep. people who have a heart to go around the world, you know, people who have a heart for other nations. For sure. Um, but also people who want to be generous. You know, we're, we talk about kingdom builders a lot. We talk yep. about, you know, all these different things. And so you have, to, one thing that I've loved about the campus is you have to remain your identity of who we are. And so even though our campuses were, suburban, we didn't lose that. And you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. But the other thing that I've seen, which is awesome, is we've developed so many amazing relationships with other churches. Yep. You know, there's a lot of other churches of, of different denominations. And we actually just hosted an event just late last year with, I think it was probably 40 or 50 churches from a lot of d different denominations right. that were there doing an event, talking about how to reach our community better. Yeah, yeah. And I love that we're able to do that. And we're hoping to do that a bunch more in 2023 with the, the new building that we have. Um, but just personally, I've observed that even, even now seeing like other churches that maybe are similar to us that, that launched around at the same time yeah, for that sure. are going into other parts of the city. And then, oh, maybe you can go there and maybe there are other people. And then finding churches that are, oh, there's a historically Hispanic church here. There's a historically yep. black church here. Let's develop relationships. And yeah, we may not always be doing services exactly the same, but there's there's far, like it almost, I'm summing up what I'm, what I'm saying and it may be expanding this a little bit the gravity of how big a city is. Yeah. And again, Minneapolis isn't even as big as some other cities around the world. Almost makes you feel like we literally can't reach all these people. Right. Like whereas in a suburb, there's this false perception around. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I could like, everyone could come to my church. Like technically if we have 17 services, you know, all the <laughs> yeah. people in the suburb could come. <laughs> yes, whereas true. in Minneapolis, it's like, Literally, I mean, we we could not hold four hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Like we, that would be like six full U.S. Bank stadiums, right. you know. And so, do you feel that at all? Like with yeah, some man. of the realities of the size? Oh, it's so yeah, it's so good. We uh, yeah, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of a time this year where it was it was the end of a Sunday. We were through all services, and as a team, we were texting and celebrating what was like a record attendance for our campus, and just just like anybody in ministries, like, and again, we, we all understand the value of like, we're celebrating this amount of people because these, these are people yeah, here in the gospel. Yeah. And, um, it was cool though, because as the team was talking, um, somebody on the team made the point to say, Hey, to your point, like sent a screenshot of the population of the twin cities and was like, Hey, remember, this is what we're chasing. Yeah. And it was kind of like that moment of like, you know, you're right where it's like, Oh, there's for sure. Like this is a victory. And then you look at it in comparison of, of who we got to reach and who's out there. And it's, and it's insane. I, I think, you know, and even to encourage somebody maybe who's listening that has every pastor has experienced this, but there's a weekend where maybe your attendance is down or whatever. And I, I had, I had this moment one weekend where I'm thinking about all these people that are normally there that were absent for whatever reason. And the Holy Spirit just remind me real quick to, to, to underscore the point you're making was like, Hey, who still who's in here, even on a high weekend, does not compare yeah. with who's outside of here. 
And just to reignite that passion of like, you know, the work is, is not ever done, you know, mm-hmm. and we, and, and like you said, we celebrate that within a couple blocks, there's tens of thousands of people um, and it can feel overwhelming. And in some ways it's like, it's supposed to, right? Like that, that's the mission. That's the goal is like, there's always lost people. There's people who need to find hope and community. And so I think keeping that perspective is so key. And then also just like being in an environment where there's so many people remembering that there's extreme value in, because, because you talked about like, how could we ever reach this building or this, this street, Mm -hmm. this facility? And it's like the testimonies we're hearing every week of people saying my life was impacted here at church. And now I've reached the the neighbors all on my floor in my building or I've, and it's like, I think sometimes, uh, you know, we actually frequently, like we, we actually don't give the Lord, the, the Holy Spirit enough credit for like, we would, we would readily say, Yo, watch how God can multiply things. Watch mm-hmm. how God can reach people. But then when we see the sheer numbers, it's like, how's this going to happen? Yeah. And so my encouragement is like, we're going to reach, we're going to reach as many people as we can. We're going to trust that just as it happened in God's word, that that's going to multiply. And, um, you know, I love that you talked about other churches. Like I've just determined for myself personally, this is something that's modeled by our lead pastor is, is that we're not going to have a competitive spirit. Mm-hmm. Pastor Rob says all the time, any church that's preaching the name of Jesus, crucified, resurrected, man, we're going to celebrate them yeah. all the way. And I've, as other churches have opened downtown, and even in my couple years being at this campus, that that's happened, as you said, some that were existing, or maybe there was like barely any, now a couple more downtown and others in city limits. And every time somebody asks about it, or even if there's like, you know, even if there's people that are like, hey, I came to River Valley a couple of times, but now I'm going to this church. Oh, that's awesome. That's an amazing church. Uh, We have great relationships, Mm -hmm. as you said, with those pastors in the city because we're cheering one another on. And um, I just refuse to have, I don't want to have a competitive spirit in the sense of being like, again, just remembering what you're saying, like, yo, the amount of people that are here that mm-hmm. are not a part of something yeah. and don't believe in in Jesus is so great that what is the alternative to cheering on the church being built, Yeah, right? Like you don't want to be in a position where totally. the only alternative is like, I'm hoping for a decrease in the kingdom <laughs> yeah. of God, which sounds, yeah. so it's like, yeah, it's just a good, it's a good heart check, especially in that environment that it's like, my literal dream and vision was for millions of people to hear the gospel. So how can mm-hmm. we not cheer on yeah. these no, other it's, churches? It's true. It's true. And it's, do we believe what we say we believe? A hundred percent. And man, these, these episodes always fly by in our conversation. Maybe yeah. people need to give us feedback if we need to have longer episodes. If, if they'll listen to them, yeah. we will make longer <laughs> episodes. So maybe give us some feedback, yeah, give great. us a comment, send us an email, tell us uh, if you, you are okay with longer episodes. But for now, um, kind of a last thought here. Something I've noticed being a part of City Campus is you bring in a lot of people from different backgrounds. We talked about that. But even you have people that, you know, the the Bible talks about how the rich fall into many temptations. And I would say in America at least, but probably consistent around the world, people in urban environments are in close proximity to many temptations. Sure. And so you think about... Yep. You know, I you could do the stereotypical nightclubs, bars, whatever, but there's more than that. There's proximity yeah, yeah. to just people. They're old friends, drugs, yep. all these different yep. things, things that you've seen. What What is maybe something that you've seen in that to, we have D1 athletes, you know, celebrities, investment bankers, you know, 
retirees. Right. And then you have people from from that are in addiction recovery and all that. It's it's a greater diversity than even just ethnicity. Yeah, for it, sure. It is a melting pot of, you know, famous people to homeless people. Yeah, it's good. Talk a little bit about that as we kind of finish this of what you've, have you seen your heart grow for not being resentful towards those with means, but also not yep. turning an eye because we're going after people who maybe are only in that place. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great thought, Logan. And, um, you know, it is, it is crazy because any church has a variety of people, but obviously in this context, as you said, I've seen a greater variety. Um, and you just outlined those different types of people that we see come through. And, and, you know, one of the things that, uh, again, I think is modeled so well, it's like, it's something, a way we operate as a church, but Pastor Rob has said frequently to our staff, to young staff, to people who have been on staff, but he's like, we're, you know, God has called you where you are, placed you where you are to pastor people. Like, Mm -hmm. don't, don't try to fulfill a role in someone's life other than that. It's not saying you can't, like there's, there's more in all of us for sure. Um, But we can never be in a spot where we're trying to be something or everything other than that. And so what I found to be true is like, no matter what uh, walk of life someone's in, no matter how famous they are, no matter if they're successful in the sports world or investing or, or whatever it is, there's a reason that they came to church. There's a reason they're, they have a desire to be a part of the house of God and, and a community of believers, and they're looking for somebody to pastor them. And so I'm always asking the question, how can I fulfill that role mm-hmm. as pastor in their life that God, you've literally, that's what you've asked me to do. And um, like I said, that doesn't mean that God won't open other doors as well. But it's like sometimes when we meet people that are are famous, well-known, have have a lot of money, whatever it is, it's it's almost like this scrambling of like, what, what role am I supposed to play in their life? And I think that oftentimes the Holy Spirit's like, literally the one that you play. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's cool to have conversations with people that for sure there's so many areas of life where they know way more than I'll ever know. Mm-hmm. Um, or they've accomplished way more than I'll accomplish in in that realm in that context, um, but but ten times out of ten they're looking for somebody who's yeah. going to be a pastor in their life, uh, a voice of encouragement, to share from God's word, to be praying, to be a voice of hey we're praying for you. Yeah. And so I've just determined like I want to play that role in people's lives no matter where they're at. Yeah. No, that's a perfect perfect answer and a perfect way to end. I, I on on last week's episode, we had Dietra and uh, I shared how awesome. uh, we went to the hockey game and the, the wild game. And yeah, yeah. Um, I shared something with you at the game. And I said, we, we had the tickets given to us from somebody in the church. <laughs> yeah. And there are these amazing it tickets awesome. right on the glass. It was awesome. But I said, something I struggle with is immediately changing to thinking that I deserve this. Right. And I'm like, I'm pretty cool because of it. Right. And I think it's something we all have to overcome. It's yeah, like, yeah. So good. like, no, God gave you, like, literally, we were given those tickets. We could not have afforded them. Um, But in the same way, God gave you the gifts that he gave you. God gave you the authority that he gave you. God gave you the seat at the table that he gave you to be the pastor that you are in the city that you're in, in the context that you're in. So So I love that you expressed that. I love that you could be on the podcast yeah, today. Yeah, thanks. It was awesome. But uh, love you. And uh, hopefully, if you're in Minneapolis area, come to First Street. Come hang out with us at City Campus. We'd love to see you. We'd love to see you guys. We'll be back soon for a new episode of Talking Church. Thanks, yeah. Anthony. Peace.